Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this Friday, September 1st, 2023. Oh, boy, we got a lot to talk about here in the entertainment world, specifically some Bachelor stories. Gabby Windy, our featured clip of the day, she was on uh, the Bethany Frankel podcast and threw some of her guys under the bus. It's going to be very interesting to hear what she had to say about their lack of support in her new relationship. Just watch me break it. Yeah. All right. We got a lot to talk about on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. We're going to start with Josh Sider. He's the uh, week one eliminated contestant from Caitlin Bristow's season. Uh, of course, there was a death hoax this week about him. And fans and podcasters and uh, periodical companies, pretty much everybody's calling him out, but politely dancing around the topic of saying, did you, you know, uh, create a hoax around your own death? Did you do this? TMZ has been questioning him. I got the whole story on YouTube, but here's the quick um, sort of trailer of Almost Famous podcast, which is uh, normally Ashley I and Ben Higgins, who I've been kind of critical of Ben Higgins. And people say, what do you have against Ben Higgins? Not much other than I don't think he's really that good at a, at hosting. Uh, but in this episode, I, I don't know much against him. I just don't think he does a great job. I think he kind of mails it in. You know what I mean? It's like when, when you have a job that you're like quiet quitting, the job still pays you, but you're kind of like, I don't want to be here. That's how I feel when I hear him talk on the show. But either way, we've got Ashley, I, and Jared on this episode. And I just reached out to Jared and asked him to be on Driving with Dave. We'll see what he says. I'm going to be in Rhode Island next week. And of course, Jared from my home state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. And we'll have to see if he wants to do Driving with Dave. But here is a quick clip of their interview with Josh Sider following his death host. So let's talk about your Instagram getting hacked. My phone starts going off with just hundreds of text messages and it's ringing off the hook while I'm trying to log in. People started sending me screenshots of something that had been posted on my page and I was like, oh man. But I heard that you didn't even file a report with Instagram. Why would you think not to do that? I'm assuming you're working on trying to figure out who hacked your account, but what do you think the motive was behind this? Now that the storm is kind of passing, I'm definitely doing a lot better. All right. I'd love to hear from Jared. He goes, what's the motive? Uh, they didn't want money. They didn't want fame. They didn't want power control. Why would they hack you, just a random person, and uh, with you know a sizable Instagram following? And his response was, well, they were attacking mental health advocacy, which who would do that? You know what I mean? It's got a lot of questions. They ask the right questions. Fans are upset that they uh, that they even gave him the platform to talk. But I think Ashley does a really good job. I mean, I would have never thought after after watching Bachelor in Paradise that I would enjoy Ashley as a podcaster, but she's pretty intuitive with the questions she asks. I think she's, I think she's done a really good job. I don't know what else to say. And, um, you know, uh, in the video that I made, we pretty much call out Josh Sider because he goes in one, in one clip, because he was interviewed by people and extra and TMZ. 
in one clip, he said his team's working on finding out who did this. And then in another video, he goes, why couldn't I get a statement out sooner? I don't know. It's because I don't have a team. I'm just me, you know? And it's like, well, which one is it, Josh? Are you part of it? Do you have a team or not? Like what, you know, what a bizarre, bizarre story to get into. And in other news, we'll have a video on this probably tomorrow. Maddie Pruitt uh, is back promoting her new book that she's writing. And she said, everyone has their own definition of purity and what it should or should not look like. Let me start off by saying, if you have been hurt or shamed by purity culture, I am so, so sorry. God is not a God of shame. Romans 8.1 reminds us that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. If you believe in Jesus, you have that promise over you today. And in my way of sort of, uh, I don't know, sifting through the uh, Bibleese, as we call it here, I I respect and appreciate that she's saying, you know, no one should feel the shame from purity culture. But that's like saying no one should feel burned when they're in a fire. And it's like, well, people get burned from being in a fire, and people get burned, especially especially mainly young women and teen girls and adolescent girls who are overly sexualized and told not to put a a two-piece bikini on because you're going to be tempting the boys. And, you know, those are the ones to, so by, by telling people you shouldn't feel shamed by purity culture kind of dismisses the fact that a lot of people, people feel shamed by purity culture. Either way, here are Maddie's three tips for pursuing purity culture to pursue purity. These were the steps I took in singleness and in dating that I still continue to pursue in marriage. Number one, find a billionaire son. Okay, I'm kidding. The first is to pray for forgiveness and confess for healing. James 5.16 reminds us that we should confess our sins to each other and pray for each other so that we may be healed. This is not only in the context of sexual sin, but also any impure thinking, worldly thinking, actions, intentions, temptations, or even lies that we're believing. Now we could dive into what worldly thinking is, but most people pretty much say it's that you know, thinking that's outside of the church. So people that disagree with the church. Second is to know your why. Why are you deciding to pursue purity? Why now? If you lose your why, you'll lose your way. Outlining the principles and purpose behind why you decided to make that decision in the first place is so important so that when moments of pressure and temptation come, you know why you're staying true to what you believe. Personally, my why is because I want God's will for my life. I also trust his word and his way is better than my own. I don't, And again, this just might be me because I'm an idiot, but I don't understand how Maddie is still pursuing purity culture since she's married. Uh, Or is this like, are these just like the steps she took? I don't really understand. I'm in a culture of pursuing microdose edibles because this uh, episode of Bachelor Shower Podcast is sponsored by microdose. You like that segue? An incredible entry-level dose of THC that helps you just feel the right amount of good. Feeling shame and anxiety from uh, experiencing purity culture? Grab some microdose edibles and curb your anxiety. <laughs> you know, uh, when you were 11, did somebody make you put on a t-shirt uh, on top of your bathing suit because you showed off your navel and it uh, made the local youth pastor feel a little uncomfortable well don't feel bad grab an edible and feel just fine microdose is available nationwide to learn more about microdosing thc go to microdose.com and use code rush hour to get free shipping and 30 percent off your first order links can be found in the show description but again that's microdose.com code rush hour and let's go back to maddie pruitt this uh this purity culture conversation brought to you by microdose.com
He wants what's best for me over what my fleeting feelings may tell me in the heat of the moment. Third thing is we should surround ourselves with godly friends. The people we do life with will have an impact on who we're becoming. When I look back on my life and I see the women in college that I did life with and we started a Bible study, a roommate that I had after graduating, or mentors that I've had throughout being married, I can see all the wisdom that has been poured into me for me to be all that God has called me to be. I uh, look, I don't get it. Do you want to pursue purity culture or do you want wisdom poured into you? Which one is it, Maddie? Uh, look, uh, raised Catholic, as you guys know, family's still religious. I have an uncle who's a priest and I consider myself someone who believes in uh, in God. I just think of it as a different way, which really triggers people here. But when we talk about Bachelor Nation, we talk about all the aspects of Bachelor Nation. We talk about those that are grappling with the different societal views. I mean, we live in a gigantic country and you know, I never grew up with purity culture. I wasn't particularly damaged whatsoever by by my cultural and my faith growing up. I just disagree with some of the doctrine that uh, sort of leads by fear. But hey, it's not just religious. I, I, I bought a Tesla in part because I didn't want to go to a dealership and be sold all these stupid things. Well, you need to get the clear coat or else this is going to happen. Uh, you need the anti-lock or you're going to get the car stolen. It's like we just we use fear to sell people. If you don't get this, they're going to invade your homes. The wall's going to break down. We're going to lose this. The water's being sold by the... We're just nonstop being sold. On. The windmills are killing birds. It's, it's nonstop, folks. If you feel like you're being sold by fear, run in the other direction. Either way, um, if we're promoting love and happiness and all that, I'm all on board. But of course, you know, when Maddie talks about purity culture, we can't just say, if you felt shame, you shouldn't. We just can't say that. If you received a burn, to use that analogy again, you can't pray away the scar. You got to deal with it. You got to deal with the consequences and the results of kind of being looked at in a way that kind of robbed you of your youth. And a lot of people that suffer from purity culture, from the bad aspects of it, feel like in some ways they were robbed of their youth. And I don't know how else to explain that. Now, I'm going to get into a conversation here. Some people like this, some people don't. But I'm going to get into a conversation about some comments I received. I wanted to clarify. La two weeks ago, I had Brian Abasolo on the podcast, Driving with Dave. Uh, it's on YouTube. It did really well. Our, our most watched episode yet. Well, obviously, we talked a lot about different things. I mean, I was kind of critical of some aspects of chiropractory when I talked to Brian and, um, and we talked about health and nutrition, not necessarily things we agree on or disagree on, but it led to this whole conversation on Instagram about not having these conversations without a registered nutritionist and this and that, because of course, Brian talked about being keto and in his different diets. And I talked about how sugar is addicting and I can't believe it, but someone actually disagreed with me and said, sugar isn't addicting. You have an eating addiction. And it's like, well, I don't know the difference because when I eat sugar, I can't stop eating. When I eat steak, I'm done with my steak. I've never had seven steaks and, and gotten a cavity from eating steak. Do you know what I mean? So I have an issue I'm working on. If someone else feels triggered by those conversations, I encourage them to work on their issues. Feeling triggered is a response to something that's not right within the self. So if I'm triggered because someone else got a Comedy Central special uh, for stand-up comedy, I have to know that means I'm not working hard enough at my stand-up. Now look, there are aspects that you may be triggered by that, of course, are very heavy, and we're not talking about that. Um, but either way, it was an interesting conversation. Now, I got this review from someone I wanted to read for you. 
It was a four-star review, so I'm not being nitpicky here. Leave whatever review you want on the podcast. All the health, all the health stuff was kind of annoying. Taking Dayquil and a foot fungus medication causing Parkinson's is absolutely absurd. It's hereditary. My grandpa died from that. I don't need your health standards placed on me. I don't live by a strong diet, and I am completely healthy. We call that anecdotal, by the way, because we know that in the United States, we're, we have one of the worst for a first-world country. I think it's easy to say we have the worst health out there for a first world country. Um, our whole system's messed up. And I think that's fair to talk about. We're so quick to prescribe people with all these medications. So anyway, the person said, live the life you want as long as your body is allowing you to do so. I listen every week and this is the first episode I felt the need to comment on. And I appreciate the review, but I have to disagree that just because they haven't experienced some issues with pharmaceuticals doesn't mean they don't exist. So someone actually alerted me to this issue with what is called Lamisil. Now, I got to be careful because that's the brand name, but it's called Turbinafine. They left this comment. It was the medication that I was on. Dave, I just heard your story about taking Turbinafide. Since this is your newest video, I hope you'll see this message. Turbinafine is this dangerous drug that can interact terribly with other drugs. My husband ended up with prescription drug-induced Parkinsonism when Turbinafine interacted with Reglan, which he took for acid reflux. It progressed like regular Parkinson's and destroyed the health of a strong, vital person. He just died last fall. Now, this sounds crazy doesn't it? But I took the same drug, guys, for just several weeks. And everyone on the Patreon knows I was experiencing some wild issues. And it was supposed to be for a simple fungus, a fungal infection. So when I looked into the drug, actually, there is merit there. Lamisil, which is the brand name for turbinifine, and Parkinson's disease, there's a phase four clinical study linking the two. Now, I said Parkinson's disease, but actually what it is is something very similar called Parkinsonism, which is, and again, I'm not a doctor here, uh, a disease that has all of the same attributes of Parkinson's disease, but it happens a lot faster. So there are phase four clinical studies talking about these issues. I bring it up once on a podcast with somebody who talks a lot about their diet and, and all of a sudden we're bad for bringing this up. I know it sounds crazy that somebody might get Parkinsonism from uh, taking a, a prescription medicine for an antifungal, but I'm telling you right now, I who took that and accidentally took over-the-counter cough syrup, experienced the craziest high of my life. It flushed out my entire system. It was wildly dangerous. I got off the drug immediately. I have not taken it since. So to think that these issues don't exist, they do exist out there. And I just had to push back because this is the podcast where we discuss different things. I don't have an agenda in having in having these conversations. But if I'm going to interview Brian Abasolo, we're going to talk about aspects of his life, which include a healthy lifestyle, and he doesn't take medicine unless he needs to. Um, it's just a reminder to everybody out there, you know, you go to, like, I didn't go to the doctor for 15 years, and then all of a sudden I get good health insurance, next thing you know, I'm on three different prescriptions, uh, none of which I take anymore. But I had to quickly realize, oh, we all need to make sure we listen to our bodies and we try to stay healthy. And I think it's okay. And I think I've earned the right on my platform to discuss my sugar addiction. And those are words I'm using. You can decide to not call it an addiction. But when, you know, they're saying it's more addictive than cocaine, maybe not in you, but in me, that's an issue I need to work through. And I'm okay talking about it, even if it leads to a four-star review. Now, we got one more review I'm going to bring up right after a quick word from our sponsor. 
All right, so we're back. And look, I, look, you, whether you leave a four-star review or one-star, it doesn't really matter. But I would say uh, it might be annoying to hear that conversation. But now that I provided evidence backing up my claims, um, could you change the review? Would that be in good faith that I went out of my way to provide a little bit of evidence that I wasn't just pulling shit out of my ass? And uh, maybe you could change that review. Okay, so I don't want to harp on this too long, but as you guys might remember from last week, uh, I played a troll's comment and I had this new troll button. Remember this? Today's troll of the day brought to you by Lamisil. No, uh, for all of your fungal needs, get Lamisil. No, so I had this button, right? So someone who, and I knew they were going to leave me a one-star review because they left me the craziest message and then blocked me and all these things. Initially, they said, great podcast. This, or their initial review said, this is my new favorite podcast. Dave is not only funny, but also very kind and uplifting. I love his positivity. He has helped me see things from a different perspective. He's got great content. I really love the blurbs, blah, blah, blah. So she went on and on. Now she responded with, edit, changed my feelings. He's a bully. And this is how the conversation went down. So I made my post-finale Bachelor recap that I do every single week. I've done it for the last eight years, right? I posted on YouTube and I gave a summation of that on the podcast, but I didn't go too far into depth on the Charity Dotton finale because we already talked about it. And then I got this comment on my Instagram on a photo that was me per per promoting my show in Seattle. So again, this had nothing to do with Bachelor whatsoever. And this commenter said, so disappointed in today's podcast. I thought you would spend a lot more time on the finale last night. My re and, and again, my response to this is I could ignore it or I could just give her back what I feel to be the same or similar energy. It's like playing tennis. You hit a hard ball, I'm going to hit it hard back. I said, why the hell would you comment that on a photo of me promoting a stand-up show in Seattle? I have an extensive Bachelor recap on YouTube. Her response, chill, you can't handle constructive criticism. Love your pod, just missed the finale and wanted a recap. Sorry. And I said, you have no idea how annoying it can be. Chill. And then she said, not as annoying as having no home, no internet, lots and lots of depression. I'm out. And so, of course, I, I share this as my uh, troll of the day. And that's all I did. No one knows who this person is. You can go on Instagram to find them, but that's their public comment. I didn't out anybody. I didn't dox anybody. I didn't do any of that. Well, of course, it, like this person had a huge tirade and told me all the issues they're going through, and I'm sympathetic to that. But am I not supposed to respond to an asshole with an asshole comment? It's the law of attraction, folks. You get what you put out there. I mean, I go out of my way till my fingers are numb responding to comments from so many amazing people in our community. I don't say any of this because I want to harp on the negativity. I'm just saying this to say, we can't please everybody, but just know if you're going to come at me online, you might get me coming back at you. And so they respond, I'll never give this bully the time of day again. Whoever calls him despicable was right. What a rotten way to treat someone who loved your content and simply wanted to hear more. And by the way, the person who called me despicable has actually apologized and she's a loyal listener. So, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Bye loser. You're despicable. And I've unfollowed you, I've unsubscribed, I will never listen to your podcast again. So try to be a little more compassionate. And I am compassionate to anyone who's going through any issues out there. But just remember, you don't have to take them out on me. 
I go, I make three, four videos a day. I do a podcast. I do all these different things. So when someone says, I didn't get what I wanted out of the podcast, I might respond and say, oh, whine a little bit more, you cry baby. Like I might do that. Okay. So take that as tough love because you're being ridiculous out there. I don't know. Let me know if you guys agree or disagree by leaving a review. Rate it five stars, rate it one stars, whatever you feel the value is. I will say though, if you're rating anything below a five star, I don't know why you're listening because I, I want you guys to enjoy your content. There's thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. So by all means, find something you love, but also, you know, to these very small crowd of people out there that are just railing with some of this negativity, maybe take the response I'm giving you as a sign that you're being unreasonable. I mean, do you yell at people? Do you, oh, I thought the Starbucks would have extra foam in it. Well, you asked for coconut. I gave you what you had. You know what I mean? So it's like, do, do you act this way in real life? Now, I don't know, folks. So anyway, I don't want to harp on it, but leave a five-star review if you enjoy the content that's out there. I'm going to keep doing what I do and I'm going to keep spreading love, but I'm not going to be a doormat for people to walk on. All right. Speaking of uh, uh, good conversations, that's a weird transition. Let's go right to it. Here's Gabby on the Bethany Frankel podcast discussing all the feelings she has after coming out of the closet and dating her, her new girlfriend, Robbie Hoffman. Gabby. <laughs> yes. You always like to surround yourself with girls. You've always been a girl's girl. Yes. Uh, always. I mean, yeah, those are a little you know, too much, if you maybe, know what I mean. I know. <laughs> cute. Oh my God, babe. <laughs> babe. Go We're in train. love. It's really hard for people to see. Yes. This is the happiest I've ever been. I feel like I'm a prophet. I have to spread the good word about what it means to be in a good relationship. So what did Eric say? Someone you were engaged to, your family knew, what did he say? Nothing, not a peep. So how do you meet Robbie? So you obviously are a person who's attracted to humor, which is, by the yeah. way, not lost on me because you met yeah. a person who is a comedian. Yeah. So what about the sex? There's new hardware, <laughs> yeah. new things to learn. Well, not really new because I have one. Oh my God, we're having a wedding. <laughs> okay. Gabby. All right, so... They started dating several months ago. You guys know me. No one's a bigger supporter of the community than I am. Big time ally right here. I would say, though, you have to be careful uh, uh, and be happily optimistic when you're feeling this serious this quickly in a relationship. I wish her the best. It must be very exciting to find someone who gets you, regardless of gender. To find someone who gets you must just be so freeing after the process she's been in. Enter Robbie. This is the gayest I've been. People, you know, That's people, not my true, friends say babe, that I, I know, but I don't believe it. Babe. Babe. I'm babe. saying, look at me, babe. Stop. This is hot and heavy. Like, yes, this we're is, very serious. This you don't want to see us make out. I do. I mean, I think I already have. <laughs> no. So, what about if you get married? What's the religion going to be in the household? I'll convert. The second you meet us in person, it's like, oh, it all makes sense. Nobody can even be around us because we're like so in love. It's annoying. Well, is Robbie the first woman you've slept with? Yes. Okay. And the last. Yeah. Okay, I personally feel find uh, <laughs> I find any sort of canoodling, disgusting, regardless of gender, religion, regardless of anything. Uh, so good for them, though. Does it make great podcast? I don't know. You might find this amazing. I've got no hate towards it whatsoever. It whenever whenever anybody are kissing on camera, as long unless it's unless it's uh you know uh, I lose a guy in ten days. Uh, uh, that's a good rom com, you know what I mean. But either way, uh, so they're 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 sharing love. Love is a good thing. We love love. Now, of course, every period. 
article that exists out there had a different story. Gabby Windy says, Bachelorette producers wouldn't let her dye her hair. She says, I was crying. So that's a separate topic we could have made a video about. We're not going to get too far into it. We have no reason why they made her keep her hair color. Maybe they already shot promotional footage with her hair color and one color, and they didn't want it to be the other. Maybe they were afraid it would too, look too much like Rachel Recchia's, and they didn't want to confuse the men. I have no idea. Maybe it was for continuity's sake. You know, I have no idea why they wanted her to keep her hair color, but that is kind of sad. But now that you're off camera, you can keep whatever hair color you want. So let's get into a few different things that were said here regarding her comments about her cast being jealous uh, about or insecure that she's now in a female female relationship. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but first let's pick up here at the 3426 mark and let's listen. It's coming, like, baby. Eric and I lived in LA at the same time. We were in the same city. Some people have like done Dancing with the Stars in different cities. So she's responding to the idea that their relationship didn't work out because she went on Dancing with the Stars. And she said, hogwash. We lived in the same city. I mean, what are you going to spend 24 hours a day with somebody? She danced for part of the day. A lot of people have jobs that are eight to 12 hours long. Uh, I, I don't think anyone should have a job that that's long in today's society, but that's a different uh, conversation. But there's always enough time in the day to make room for your relationship. It is the dessert, not the main course. And like have made it through. Right. I think and it's an excuse because a lot of times it's right after filming The Bachelor. So it's like because of the timing, they're like, oh, it must be dancing. It's like not that we were in the real world and now we're just figuring out we're not a match because we're not in the bubble. And I'm figuring more about this person and like learning I'm not compatible. Like would have done that with or without Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah, because uh, you know what? So she's saying she finds out. And it, that it's almost like not exactly confirmation bias, but the idea that normally people that were on The Bachelor or Bachelorette get into Dancing with the Stars, it's right after they were on the show. It's when they have that hype and they can ride that wave and all of that jazz. And that's why the relationships, which statistically don't work out 95 plus percent of the time, because of that, there's a reason why they break up. It's not because she's dancing with some sweaty, good looking guy and no relationship that's 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 safe should have to worry about those types of threats. You should be allowed to dance. I just want to dance. You know what I mean? Um, I have to say this, though. People can judge Eric all they want. They can make this into a gender issue, whatever. They can judge him for his past mistakes. But, and correct me if I'm wrong, he hasn't once commented anything negative whatsoever about his relationship with Gabby. And not only that, even after they had seemingly broken up, he was still supporting her. He said, I'm cheering her on from afar. So even during that bake breakup, he kept his mouth shut and he let Gabby shine. Are we? Can we all agree on that? I think that's where we stand. I'm not saying he's in the right and she's in the wrong. They just realized the relationship wasn't going to work out. Now here's where it gets interesting, what Gabby has to say about her former cast not supporting her. My previous ex-boyfriends, I haven't heard anything. Really? Not just like, I'm so glad to see you're happy or congratulations? No. I think either they're all taking it personally, or I have noticed, like, even with, I saw some friends this last weekend, some nurses, we went to Vegas for the Beyonce concert, and like, they was were it like, amazing? It, it was so great. She's literally an earth angel. She's like so flawless. Right. It's Beyond. wild. But um, they were like, we're getting all these text messages from my previous coworkers, like, did you know, like, what do you think, instead of like, texting me directly? I like, find that oh, too. congratulations. So funny you say that. Yeah. Or just wow interesting right. you know anything I know I find that all the time yeah so many people will be talking about something I won't get one 
text yeah. about something. Yes. So it's very. When on Bachelor, Bachelorette, Dancing with the Stars, my phone would blow up yes. after anything. And now it's like, I'm clearly so happy. Like, I'm like, like, thank God we did this. We get to, we have another reason to celebrate our relationship. And like, I you want to see the text now, not yes. about Dancing with the Stars. You want somebody yeah. to say, I'm so, that's so right. fascinating. Do yeah. you think that maybe that the men, feel like not only rejected, but that they must have been defective or something because after being with them, now you've gone to be with a woman. Do you know how that happens? Sometimes yeah. people feel like they take that personally. Yeah. Oh, there's something going on. I don't know what, cause it's like, I'm still new to it and I don't, I, I cannot understand men, but I'm sure it's personal and their egos hurt. That's Ooh. all I know about them. Well, maybe- now it's dangerous to say, I'm sure they're it's personal and their egos are hurt. Uh, but again, she's allowed to feel the way she feels in any sort of defending of men not commenting on her post will make it look like I'm defensive here. I'm all about love. I'm all about finding your true love. Let's take gender out of it or let's take sexuality out of it. If Gabby moved on with a new guy, would would any of her former cast members comment on it? Probably not. These are men that she dated that she decided she wasn't going to work out with. She essentially dumped them. So... I can understand that. Now, should they have come together and be supportive of her? Yeah, it'd probably be the smart thing to do. But it's also kind of weird because if their first time messaging Gabby publicly on a public forum is when she comes out of the closet, maybe they might be accused of some sort of token support. You know, I I can see it being a little bit more complicated than just saying men are, you know, and of course, obviously Gabby's joked around about men are, men are bad. Men are dumb. You know, she kind of does that thing, which is, you know, is is done in jest and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's relatively innocent humor. Uh, No offense taken there, but I don't speak on behalf of any other men. So to say that these men must have been offended because she chose someone from a different sexuality that's probably true in some cases but also a little bit dangerous to say that that's how they all feel and that's gonna wrap it up for us folks we made it to the end a nice long one for you here today tomorrow we'll have driving with dave and it looks like a special video on the youtube channel i think i'm gonna go a little deeper into the maddie pruitt purity story if anyone wants to be a part of that and i appreciate in advance all the nice reviews i know you hear you hear someone's coming after me i get it you guys are super loyal you're gonna go out there and leave me a bunch of nice reviews on your uh, podcast app i appreciate you thanks for riding with me until next time have a good weekend everybody tomorrow's justin glaze on the show so don't forget to listen to that it's a fantastic conversation i'll talk to you later we'll be back on monday i'll have a short episode on monday i don't think i'll do well it'll be labor day but your boy dave is a labor dave I'll be out there giving you that content. Until then, have a fantastic weekend. Go drink a Diet Coke, and I'll talk to you later. I've been Dave Neal, and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.